Hello, my name's Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 230 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am joined once again by my good friend, Ray Vargas. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. How's it going? Uh, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, excited about what we're going to talk about this week because uh, Peacemaker wasn't really on my radar. Right. And I enjoyed it. So <laughs> I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts, uh, but it kind of feels right now like a like a fun surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, so for those of us, we did not announce this ahead of time, and usually we're pretty good about letting you guys know what's coming up if it's something that you should probably watch before we record. Mm. So we're going to do our regular like weekly geekery stuff and everything, and then if you need to pause us at the intermission and then go watch it, there's only three episodes out, so uh, you'll have time. Uh, it won't. It's they're, they're pretty easy to get through. And then come back and join us for the the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah, because we are going to spoil the hell out of Peacemaker in this episode. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, weekly geekery, what have you been up to, Ray? Did you get so many geeky stuff in? God, you know, I was thinking about that as uh, we were getting ready to sit down and start recording. And I'm like, what What have I been up to? What have we been watching? And I got to say, first of all, um, probably you're probably still going to hear me coughing a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it's been uh, you know a couple weeks now since I've recovered from COVID, but it's just like some of these last lingering pesky symptoms, you know, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. especially the cough. Um, and another thing that I think didn't really register for me, Joe, until recently is I think my brain was kind of in a fog. Really? For yeah, for for a week or so. After, you know, I started to feel better, um, it was really hard for me to concentrate last week on work or anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard for me to sort of like, I don't know, like uh, uh, kind of clear the haze and, mm-hmm. and you know, do anything productive for too long. Right, right. And and I really just thought, like, you know, obviously it could be a symptom of the fact that we've just been in a fucking pandemic for the last two, three years, and fat- or two years, or yeah, two years now. And, and yeah, fatigue. we're almost up to two years. I like, know. <laughs> it just won't stop. I know. And there's, there's, uh, a, you know, there's a fatigue and and a mm-hmm. s- level of stress that comes with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've all been isolated. We've all been worrying. We've all been. We've all felt some degree of, you know, um, abandonment by <laughs> the, the people and systems that are supposed to be taking care of us, you know? And uh, right. so it could just be that. I just thought like, oh man, it's just, it's all building up. But I really think that um, it might've had something to do with with COVID and just the fact that, I don't know, I just couldn't. And I've read, I looked it up and I've read about some people experiencing, you know, similar things. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been watching a lot of sports. I think it's just because nice. it's one of those things that you just like, you don't even really have to follow a storyline or anything. You know? No, it's just kind of like if you lose track, you look up in the corner and it tells you where you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
We've been, uh, let's see, we watched, uh, we're watching the Mission Impossible movies. I don't know if you're a fan of those at all, but. Um, <laughs> we haven't had a conversations about me and the, the Mission yeah, Impossible movies. You're right. We have. You know what? <laughs> I was thinking about you with the first one because. Oh, so bad. Here's the thing, though, Joe. Here's the thing, though. Okay. Yes, I agree with you that, um, you know, it was disappointing to see him lose his team. In the first, you know, act or not even first mm-hmm, act, mm-hmm. like first scene, first five minutes, yeah. Uh, but then, like a major part of the rest of the movie is him putting together another team. So it's not like that element is not in there. It's there. He he recruits. Um, he specifically recruits disavowed agents, so he puts together like a misfit team. Which I was like, oh, I kind of, I've always overlooked that part of this movie. He actually does put together a team. I I don't remember that, but I will take your word for it since you just watched it. But yeah. that would, maybe if I go back and look at it with different eyes, it'll, uh, it'll be better. I, I don't think know. so. I think so. Because like you, I did always remember that. And, you know, Tom Cruise is such a, you know... Uh, uh, center of gravity in terms of his star power and his celebrity. We know that this right. is a vehicle for Tom Cruise playing the celebrity, you know, right, the right, action right. movie star that I had also, I had forgotten about that and watching it again. It's like, Oh yeah. Ving Rhames is like part of his team going forward. And, you know, uh, he's got a couple other team members and they have to put together a plan for how they're going to pull off this heist and they do it. And I think one of the reasons why I was so keyed in on that, you know, and that I've rewatched this movie for the first time in ages is because one, Rosie loves action movies and two, Mm -hmm. she loves heist films. (laughs) So she was like, oh, cool. This is a heist film. This is like, you know, they're putting together. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that about this movie. Um, I mean, that's what I love about Mission Impossible in general is that it's always like that kind of heisty plan and then make it happen kind of. I'm like, have you ever watched the original series, like gone back and watched it? I watched a little bit of it because Rosie had never heard of it. So we just jumped on YouTube and watched a couple of scenes it's so like it's it's good ray like it's enjoyable it is so slow it is like from an it is obviously from another time oh yeah it's like you sit there and it's like the suspense that they're trying to build back in the day i'm sure was brilliant but you're just sitting there going okay i, I get it like just just do something yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you've got to like this is a two-parter episode it really doesn't have to be do something right right it, it's even watching the movie is from another era. <laughs> like yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible came out in the nineties. Yeah, you know, and and I don't think we're gonna watch uh, the second one because it's so bad. Um, it, it was directed by the first one was directed by Brian De Palma. Second one is directed by John Woo. Remember John Woo? <laughs> I do remember John Woo? John yeah. Woo movies in the nineties. Uh, he directs part two. Interesting about part two is that's that's the movie that gave us Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Because Does he auditioned, but they couldn't use him for that? No, because the villain for Mission Impossible 2, I'm looking up um his name's Doug Doug Ray Scott. Okay. Um 
he was cast as the villain in Mission Impossible 2. And then while they were filming that, he was cast as Wolverine in the first X-Men movie. And Mission Impossible 2 was such a disaster. And the film went so over budget and over schedule that he had to drop out of X-Men and they had to scramble to cast Hugh Jackman. An unknown, an unknown Australian actor as Wolverine. That man's got to be pissed. Can you imagine? <laughs> pissed. Can you I mean, imagine? Not even, not even to like, this is blowing my mind. Not even to not get the role or be to like, be like the second runner up, like to, to have it. No, it was and his. have to let it go and have it go so far. Oh, that hurts my soul. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. So the thing, the story goes, right, that they, they, the producers and Brian Singer really liked both of their, um, what are they called? Um, auditions. Uh-huh. But the, the problem or the hesitation they had with Hugh Jackman was that no one knew who he was. Right. He was an he was an Australian actor who had not had anything over here. And so because Doug Ray Scott had been in a couple of movies that people had seen and enjoyed, uh he was he was in Ever After. He was the prince in Ever After, the, the Drew Barrymore Cinderella movie. Okay. And then he was in Mission Impossible too. He was uh, you know starring, you know, against uh Tom Cruise. Right, right, right. And so they they thought, okay, you know, we liked both of their auditions, but this guy at least has somewhat of a name over here. And to be honest with you, to me, he has more of a Logan from the comics look. Um, He's a little bit shorter than than Hugh Jackman, who is 6'2", but not short by any stretch. He's six foot, so he's a little bit shorter. But Doug Ray Scott has more of a kind of boxer's face, like a like a wider bridge nose, you know, like a, a slightly heavier brow, a more wide set overall experience uh, um, um, build, which uh-huh. is, which is what Wolverine has. You know, he's a little, right, right, little right. scrapper, right? He's he's a, he's right. a brutal little dude. Um, so they cast him. And then he had to drop out and they went, oh. screw it. We'll, we'll go with our second choice. This guy who nobody knows is Wolverine and the rest is history, man. Wow. I know. I, I can't know. like, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Like he definitely has, he definitely had the look. Yeah. Yeah. You looked him up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, who is this dude? And we don't know who this dude is because yes, <laughs> he man. didn't get Wolverine. Yes. Oh, that's, and like you go into it and a lot of the, um, <laughs> the, the articles are how he's bitter about losing it to, uh, because of, uh, uh, Tom Cruise because of a terrible movie. Yeah. A terrible movie. <laughs> Changed his whole life and career. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's, so I thought that was a kind of interesting connection there uh, to, you know, what we've been talking about and, uh, you know, which is doing a, an X Men rewatch uh, in anticipation of the rumors out there about, about uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Okay. So talk, talk to me about these rumors because I have not, I have not been able to. I, <laughs> well, before we do that, let me just vent for a second. Yeah. So this week, I want to know why I was at school this week. Because literally by the end of the week, my classes had the best case, like two thirds full, most of them half full, a few of them a quarter full. 
because everybody's got COVID or has been exposed to COVID or is afraid of getting COVID. Oh, yeah. So nobody's at school. So as much as I don't think we should shut down again because the kids just have gone feral, um, I, I don't understand why we were there this week. Yeah. What? So you were talking about how you have that like like trauma haze that we're all going through because of mm-hmm. COVID. I It was so hard to do anything productive this week. First of all, because there was nobody to do it there with. Like you don't want to start new units and everything when half your school's not there. Mm-hmm. But um, but then you don't like like just nobody has the energy. Everybody's just there, like whatever. And then you've got kids getting called out every every um, period for contact testing. Mm. And so it's like, and then of course, <laughs> the vice principal comes up to me. He like calls me, him and and uh, the dean of students call me out of class. Like come to my door. And ask me to step out for a second. Now I don't have tenure yet. I have been. I have not made my full two years yet. And earlier in the day, somebody apparently called emergency on an emergency number from my phone. I never saw who it was. It could have been in the class before I got in there, but whatever. I like all day. I was getting calls from administration going, "Is everything okay there?" Um. So they pull me out, and I'm like, "Oh my god, am I getting fired?" Like, what? <laughs> no, they're like, "We just want to let you know you've been exposed to COVID because one of yep. your students has been exposed." I'm like, "Dude, everybody at this point has yeah. been exposed to COVID. Like, it's not like it's like, well, you know, you we've got t- on-site testing, so you can go t- get tested after school today or tomorrow during your prep." And I said, "Yeah, I can probably do it tomorrow during prep, or you could do it today after school." And I'm like, "Okay, he wants me to get tested after school, so we'll go do that." And I was negative, but it's just like, what are we? What are we? What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is? What is the point of all this? I'm yeah. giving kids like tests to take home, and they were not supposed to come back to school if they take it tomorrow morning, and they're positive, which makes sense, but. I still don't know what we're doing there. <laughs> like, this is going to be another week of like half the school being gone. Yeah, this is limbo. And it's limbo. It's limbo. And it just adds to my feeling that this year I have just been a babysitter. I'm not yeah. able to do my job. And so. Students aren't learning. No. And no, it's not, not it's not the educator's fault. <laughs> they're just no. trying to keep it together, you know? And excuse me while I put on my, you know, my uh, radical, you know, leftist socialist hat on right now. But. Like it, the reason they're not shutting down schools is because they need parents at work. <laughs> they don't want to shut down, shut everything down and, you know, have people go back into quarantine and the economy, the economy, the economy, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's why <laughs> kids oh, no, are, I, are I get kids that. through this. But at, but at the same time, it's like they're also calling parents and saying, Hey, um, we're out of teachers. They're all either quitting or have COVID, so uh, you'll come and sub for us. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And they're all saying, hell no. We didn't want them when they were home. We're not going to want them now. Yeah. 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 So that's my What little, a mess. Little, so, yeah. So my whole point was this, this week, I did not get a lot of anything done because oh. I was so freaking exhausted by the time I got home because like, it's stressful. It's stressful to try and keep the kids busy so they don't start doing stupid shit. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you come home and you're just exhausted because you're like like you've you've worked hard at doing nothing. 
And you know what? And they're kids too. You know, whether they're in elementary school or high school or somewhere in between, they're going through this as well. And they're kids. What do kids do when they're uncomfortable or whatever? They act out. Like that's, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like that. Most adults in this country are not handling this whole thing responsibly, you know? Right, right. Exactly. You expect the teenagers to. Exactly. Like, they're going to make, you know, good, mature choices. Like, in a a perfect scenario, most teenagers are not going to do that. They struggle with that, you know? So, so it's just everything on top of everything. Oh, my heart goes out to teachers and educators right now having to kind of bear the brunt of, of the mishandling of all of this. Well, and I mean, and you can't say that the kids are not terrified too, because like I had, so Friday I had to, I had to sub during my prep because we don't have enough teachers. And so I get called over loudspeaker, Mr. Hogan, can you please call the office at blah, 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 blah. So my second period rolls around. It's my first actual period of the day. And one of my kids comes in and goes, so uh, Mr. Hogan, why'd they call your name over the loudspeaker today? <laughs> and I was like, because um, I had to sub for another person's class. And he's like, oh, it's not for like contact testing or anything, right? You're not like, <laughs> and he's totally giving me the side eye. <laughs> like, are you supposed to be here right now, Mr. Hogan? Yeah. It's like they're they're worried. They 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 don't know what's going on. You can't bullshit a teenager, man. If I learned no, you cannot anything from my time as a substitute teacher. It is that you you can't you you want to win over a class in terms of like classroom management and having the students at the very least give you the benefit of the doubt. Show them that you're willing to be real with them that you're willing to be honest with them. Mm-hmm. And that will that will garner so much goodwill, you know? Yeah. You can't you can't be as teenagers. They oh no. the way the swiftness with which they will side eye you like yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's so that's where we're at. But the, the whole point was that was by the time I got home it was like I'm going to go take a nap because <laughs> it's exhausting. So I did not get a lot done. I did not get a lot of geeking out out today. Any uh, um, any gaming? A li- very little bit. Very little bit of of WoW. Oh. Um, and then a little bit of I did. I did kind of binge watch because you said you wanted to go through it. I didn't know if we we're going to do Peacemaker. If we we're going to do uh, uh, Invincible. Mm-hmm. Dear God, do Invincible's good. Oh, you started it! Yes. I haven't, I haven't finished it, but I've got like two episodes left. So when they're oh. when they announce when they're about ready to start season two, we'll do that episode because that's yeah. <laughs> yes, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I think the timing of that, you know, we can sort of strategically uh, um, tackle these episodes uh, where. Like I suggested, you know, maybe once season two is announced and we have a start date, we can do like a, an anticipation. Because I, I feel like there's going to be people that maybe missed season one that will want to catch up. And there's going to be people that are going to be rewatching season one in order to, you know, right get ready right. for season two. Um, speaking of episodes of this show, we should probably tell people that we are going to every other week. Right. Um, that, uh, is, that is. <laughs> vis-a-vis everything we've been talking about so far. 
Yeah, because it's just been a lot, and and I've been putting. I'm 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 pulling back on a lot of things. I'm pulling back on this show. We did 49 episodes in 2021. Wow. Um, we, we missed three. My, my goal going into the, the year was to miss none, but missing three is not Holy bad because they were all for decent reasons. Yeah. Um, and so did that, feel good about it, but looking at the way the world is right now and just my own mental and <laughs> physical health, um, I'm, I'm cutting back on that. I'm also, we're going to be changing the schedule of as the dice roll a little bit because I can't put out, um, putting, putting out 10 episodes of podcast every month is a lot. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Cause four, four episodes of this and six episodes of as the dice roll on an average month. <laughs> it's a lot. So. Yeah. That's a lot. Because I'm hoping that then I can come on and go, so this is what I did during Weekly Geekery, (laughs) and not be just like, "Uh, I edited. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, well, thankfully, I, um, through the haze, have been geeking out about all these rumors that have been swirling. So that's definitely uh, why, you know, part of why Mission Impossible 2 and Doug Ray Scott kind of triggered that whole Wolverine casting you know, uh, uh, lore, um, because I'm excited to, to do a, an X-Men rewatch given that since, since about Christmas rumors have been swirling that the X-Men Fox's X-Men characters are going to be making cameos in multiverse of madness. Um, the, the teaser people sort of, felt like the teaser gave a couple hints and not just X-Men, but Fantastic Four cameos. Mm -hmm. And then there have been some supposed leaks here and there that yes, there's also been denials, but we know how that those go given that, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire denied a bunch of shit leading up to no way home. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, people have, have spotted, um, X-Men actors back in their X-Men looks, basically. Sophie Turner with her hair dyed red, James McAvoy with a shaved head. People have spotted oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, a ton of rumors over the weekend that we're going to get a version of Reed and Sue Richards in this movie played by John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, so, which I think is interesting because some people are upset thinking, saying that, you know, oh, you know, that, that was a cool idea for a time, but there are much more interesting versions of the Fantastic Four now that we could cast, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which I tend to agree with, but I, I think, you know, given that we might be seeing old versions of the X-Men characters, and we've seen old versions of Spider-Man, you know, cast in No Way Home. I don't think these are necessary. Even if we do get these cameos, I don't think that we're necessarily getting like these going forward. It's almost like a what what could have been slash what was in anticipation of what's going to be the versions of these characters in the MCU going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be a very interesting take. Um 
I'm hoping what they're going to leave. What I would love to see is some sort of epic battle at the end where just these random characters just are kind of like, who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? All right, let's do this. And, and we just get kind of this cool, like big superhero fight that is completely out of context. If you haven't been watching all of these yeah. other movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think at this point they've earned that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that I keep imagining and hoping for, because I just, I don't know, maybe it's a bad idea. I just think it would be so cool. If we're, if we've gotten like, you know, because at, at one point the multiverse was like different versions of these characters, but played by the same actors. And, right. And then No Way Home introduced this idea of a different Peter Parker in a different multiverse could be a completely different actor, a different person, you know? Right, right. So I'm still holding on to that theory way back when, when we were in anticipation of Endgame, that we would get, you know, a Captain America played by John Krasinski, Krasinski, uh, an Mm -hmm. Iron Man, a Tony Stark played by Tom Cruise, because that was the big casting, you know, sort of... uh, um, decision back when Iron Man was still trying to be made. It was it was a it was a Tom Cruise vehicle for a long time when it was in production. Yeah. Can you imagine in you know Multiverse of Madness getting to the Iron Man suit show up and the faceplate pulls back and it's fucking Tom Cruise. If that like people well I think there would be a combination of people losing their shit and then <laughs> getting just pissed off. <laughs> I, I would be one of those people losing my shit in a good way. I just think yeah, that's such yeah. a cool geeky thing, but I can understand if it's you know it's not a popular thing. Um right. but but with all the, the rumors about John Krasinski and Emily Blunt showing up as Sue and Reed Richards, um, and I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily the way that the MCU would go with those characters going forward. Mm-hmm. It's a chance for us to be like, oh yeah, this is, you know, something that could have been. Um, and with the X-Men, this is something that was, but it's it's not going to be going forward. Um, so I was thinking, shoot, if that's the case, if there's a pretty good chance that we're getting at least these X-Men characters, why don't we do like a countdown where we circle the calendar on the for the date that Multiverse of Madness is supposed to premiere, and we just go backwards with X Men movies on a weekly basis or biweekly, I, whatever we're doing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, do we have time to do it? There's how many? How many movies are there? Oh, God, and are we? True. Are you forcing me to do? Are you forcing me to do the horrible Wolverine movie? <laughs> yeah, we got to do them. We got. We got to do that. All yeah, right. yeah. And I gotta tell you, Rosie's pumped at this point. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what is this? This is so infamous at this point. I've heard so much about these good and bad that I, I want to see them. I mean, is she, is she aware of these movies not being Marvel? And I'd say in some cases not being DC quality movies. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she understands what she's getting into. Listen, I don't know. What I've done to deserve this blessing, but she literally said the other day to me at this point, she, at this point, she's like, I, there, it's just fun to watch, even if it's bad. Like, it's just, it's interesting. And I'm like, uh-huh. wow. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Good for you. Um, so, because, you know, 
I was thinking about like, okay, how much do we need to go back to? And I, uh-huh. I think in order for Logan to pay off, you sort of have, have to, to see how you, bad it was. Yeah, before. yeah. Okay. X two. I'm excited about X two. That that yeah. I'm excited three. about Logan. I'm excited about First Class. I still like. I still like. Um, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. I know. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she's going to think of that one. Um, <laughs> she's going to be like, "Are you going to watch it with all the Rogue stuff?" Did you ever watch the Rogue stuff? No, but yes, I want to do that. It's called yeah, the Rogue Cut, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Rogue Cut. And it's... Yes! It's not bad. Like, it just... I can understand why they took it out because it was just a lot, but it yes. it wasn't bad you, you, at all. You just, you just made this even more enticing for me to go through. Yes. What What is the, what is the date that we are... Um, Shooting for? I think it's May. May something. So we got time, right? You want to look that up real quick for me while I'm like counting out the the episodes? <laughs> we're doing this on the fly, people. This is we're great. telling you what we're doing on the fly. May 4th. <laughs> May 4th. All right. So that gives us... Um, Are you counting the weeks? I'm counting the weeks. That that means that our... our um, Multiverse of Magic or Madness will be on the 8th. So it gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes before then. That's it? Oh, because we're going bi weekly. Because we're going bi bi weekly. Shit. There's 13 films. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If we were not going bi-weekly and sacrificing your mental health. <laughs> we could totally do it. But do you even have time to watch an X-Men movie a week? I can do an X-Men movie a week. I can do that when I first get up in the morning, and it's not a problem um, on, like, a Saturday. Um, uh, we could do two right, movies We're a doing week. it. We could do no, two we're movies. we're doing it. Because here's no. the thing. Here's the thing, Joe. We could do two movies a week because we thoroughly discussed – Dark, of these, yeah. Dark Phoenix, Apocalypse. You know what I mean? We right. thoroughly. So I don't know that our viewers, <laughs> our listeners, <laughs> would really. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's best that we do two a week. I mean, we could still do bi-weekly and we could still watch one movie a week and just talk about them both in that episode. That's not a bad idea. That's I better. think that probably works out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then nobody. Because honestly, if my if the timing works out, it's very possible that we're gonna watch um, cover Age of Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix around the same time. Yes. So that in itself is going to be kind of just like <laughs> the best hits from these previous episodes. Yes, seriously. <laughs> and revisiting them is going to be interesting. Honestly, I think. Oh God, I'm gonna have to rewatch Dark Phoenix. Because- it's a horrible movie. <laughs> Like, I don't think there's ever been a movie, Ray, that has made me so angry before. I'm interested now that there's been some time since that's movie, that movie has come out and, and that universe has clearly been ditched. The story, uh-huh. the production stories, the choices by producers, the actors talking about their experiences on set. I'm, I'm interested to do some, some digging into that, those stories that have come out since then. Yeah, and I also kind of want to look at 
X3 and Dark Phoenix again, kind of side to side. I know it won't be exactly, but Man. a lot closer than when we were remembering it from previously. You read my mind with X3. That's that's yeah. one that I'm sort of like, was okay, were we hard on that movie? Because Brett Ratner is such a douchebag. I don't know. I just like <laughs> I I don't I don't think we were because it was not like they were just, they had so many problems with that movie. Yeah. The the script that we got was not the one that they wanted to put out. I the, mean they had to get rid of Scott and they had to get rid of ugh. um uh Patrick Stewart, uh, yeah. Xavier. Yeah. So, like, it was just a mess. Where, but okay, but where would you rank X three versus Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse, though? Well, Dark Phoenix is by far. I think like, I would even put. <laughs> I would even put Dark Phoenix below Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Same. Same. But because, isn't it funny how X three has benefited from how bad? The oh yeah, because it's because it's low on the totem pole, but it's not as bad as. And honestly, Dark Phoenix wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't X three repackaged. Like literally, if it wasn't if it wasn't him saying no, really, this was a good movie. Look, because that's what it is. Yeah, I would take I would take the X three version of the Dark Phoenix story over the Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah, because the Dark Phoenix movie was awful. It's terrible. <laughs> so many bad things. And if you want to know the five things I think they should have done to fix it, go back and watch that or listen to that episode because it is literally <laughs> the only episode of our show that I have listened to multiple times. Oh. And, the, and the reason was, and I'll tell you why, because I was listening to Nando's review of mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix and I didn't think he was shitting on it enough. <laughs> That's great. So I needed to. I I was so angry. I needed to relieve the pressure, and I went back and listened to myself rant about it for two. That's hours. great. Shout out to uh, only nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I I think this is going to be fun, especially if we're getting that Phoenix again in Multiverse of Madness. I don't, uh, honestly, and her character, I have no, she did what she could do with that character. Yeah, like, I, the actor Sophie is, Turner. poor Sophie The actress Turner. is not, not responsible for that, that no. debacle. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, a lot of these actors are talking about um, just the chance to revisit these characters and kind of bring some closure to their experience of what could have been. Right. You know, right. so like even I don't know if you've caught this news, but Ben Affleck recently has been in the news for talking about, you know, his his experiences playing Batman and what, you know, what he didn't like, you know, who he didn't like working with and blah, blah, blah. And he's on the record as saying that his scenes, which are his last scenes as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie, he he said, are by far his most enjoyable scenes as that character. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think you know Andrew Garfield talked about closure. Tobey Maguire talked about revisiting this character. So uh, hopefully, you know, if anything, this is an opportunity for these actors to you know close the door in a better way. Like, can you just like? Can you just just take a moment to think about the scope of that? That Marvel is basically going, hi, wonderful performers who have brought our characters to life for decades now. Come, let us fix the problems that Dude. were caused for you. Dude. <laughs> and then release you back into the wild with yeah. 
<laughs> like, do you understand that that is what Marvel is doing at this point? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, what, what this is all, what this all could be very much building to is a, uh, is an opposite normal mutants moment for Wanda in multiverse where, mm-hmm. where she's like, I want my kids to exist. Let there be mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm excited. All right. Why so we'll you- put out after, after we're done or even maybe when we go to break, uh, Ray and I will take a quick moment, figure out what movies we're watching when, and we'll put out a list mm-hmm. uh, so that you guys can keep up with it. You can always find it on our um, Slack channel mm-hmm. where we'll f- certainly post it there. And I'll, I'll toss it up onto Twitter as well. Yeah, that's great. Let's dive into Peacemaker. All right. So we'll be back right back and we'll talk about Peacemaker. All right. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Beep, 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 beep. Comics! Beep. Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're looking and at the X-Men list. <laughs> we're looking at the X-Men list. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> and then um, and then we will we will publish it when I publish this episode. But we're going to do X-Men, the original 2000 um, movie. We're going to do it in, the- uh, in theatrical movie order. But we're going to yes. give X-Men, the very first one, its own episode. Because it deserves it. Because it deserves it. Because it's, then- it's an important movie. That that actually predates the first Spider-Man movie. This is like, you know, not the, the black leather suits notwithstanding. This is really like ushered in this age of superhero movies that were. Yeah, this, this was the first non, oh my God, it's so B-movie. Yes. Or a Tom Burton thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and and given that both Joe and I are such huge X-Men fans, we've never extensively discussed this movie, like devoted, you know, an episode to it. So that's exciting. Yeah. And so then we'll do um, X2 because it is uh, Ray's absolute favorite. Yes. We're going to give you, we're going to give it its own movie. Yes. Its own week. And then. Then we'll, we'll do start. Two. Then we'll do two, and the reason why we're doing that is because we're going to end with Deadpool, Dark Phoenix, and the New Mutants, because we've talked extensively on all three of those movies, and we don't feel like it needs they, – they each need their own and, episodes. And they're the most recent. And they're most – yeah, exactly. So, so, so episode – we'll start with an episode of to X-Men 2000. We'll start – uh, we'll, we'll move on the next uh, 
our next podcast will be a, a, a devoted to X2. Mm-hmm. The following podcast will be devoted to both X-Men Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. The following podcast will be devoted to X-Men First Class and The Wolverine. Mm-hmm. The following podcast will be X-Men Days of Future Past and Deadpool. That's oh going to be a fun one. Amazing. That's going to be a fun one. The next episode or the next podcast will be devoted to X-Men Apocalypse and Logan, which I'm, that's going to be another good one. Mm-hmm. And then the last one leading up to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness will we'll cover Deadpool 2, Dark Phoenix, and the Mutants all in one. Yeah. Love it. All right, that's the plan, folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, you're getting it live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. oof. Now, I'm glad we're able to get this Peacemaker episode in then because I really liked this show more than I thought I was going to. I just wasn't even on my radar. Like, I've been so out of touch with I haven't been watching any Marvel um, spoiler or conspiracy things i haven't been watching any of the new stuff that's been coming out i haven't seen nor do i think i will watch venom 2 um like i'm just out of touch with all of that like i just barely got through hawkeye (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um so when you pointed this out i was like i don't know no it's peacekeeper like is it gonna be just like bro humor is it going to be – but then you said – like I, I didn't realize it was done by James – it's James Gunn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, never mind. This will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I still definitely get the bro vibes. And for me, I, I get that it's kind of a send-up of it. But mm-hmm. it's the thing with satire these days. You know, it's satire still ends up sort of promoting the thing that it's trying to satirize. Right. Well, I mean, it's so hard to do satire right now because it's yeah. like right now everything is like that's why the onion's basically going under. <laughs> because yeah, it's like they can't come up with anything weirder than what's actually happening. Yeah. So so the times that this show is the leans the most on that sort of, bro, you know, uh, skewering bro humor or bro vibes like is when I like it the least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I like it the most, and for me, this was definitely the third episode, which we'll get to, is when the whole team is together. Yeah. And we get all of them. That, like, I thoroughly enjoyed episode three. And and they, they did a smart thing. They released the first three episodes on HBO Max, so you could binge the first three, and now it's going to go weekly every Thursday it's going to come out. There yeah. are eight episodes in the first season. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, Joe, in your research, but they sent out, you know, they send out screeners of this first season to to writers out there to get reviews out and stuff. Mm-hmm. They only sent the first seven episodes. They did not send the final episode to anyone. Ooh. And this was by demand of James Gunn, who refused to allow anyone to see episode eight before it it's released. Wow. That's kind of exciting. I like that. Yeah, so there's major things apparently and secrets about what happens in episode eight. Excellent, that's cool. <laughs> I like. Yeah. I see. Okay, so we we should start by saying. So if you haven't watched um, the second the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, then um, this is also spoilers for that because they they definitely pick up where that movie leaves off. Yes. Um, so if you 
do plan on going back and watching that, which I actually highly suggest you do because it is a very um, – it's a fun romp. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is a fun romp. But, you know, um, the show does sort of say, you know, in case you miss Suicide Squad, here's kind of what you need. Here's the base, the bare minimum of what you need to know. Yeah. We do get that at the beginning of the series. And um, so Peacemaker comes from, you know, is introduced on screen in the Suicide Squad. Um, and uh, in I also read that there were no plans for a, a Peacemaker series or show until James Gunn was on set with John Cena, who, who plays Peacemaker. And they just, and they enjoyed just had working. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how James Gunn works. I mean, like, I'm surprised we haven't seen more characters from more actors from Guardians of the Galaxy in the series. And in, I mean, there were some in, in Suicide Squad, but I mean, it's like he, he finds the people he likes to work with and he works with them. Like, I mean, yes. Yeah. Speaking of that, the, the character that plays Agent Mern on this show. Uh, Chikuri Iwuju, Iwuji, mm-hmm. uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh! He's actually playing the main villain in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, that's cool. What, 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 who's the villain? Who's, who's he playing? I have no idea, but James Gunn said he blew us away on Peacemaker, and uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of that. He's really good. He is his really character, good. His characters, his characters like the the... Guy on um oh the the it's a comedy about a, a police squad um uh police academy no 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 uh it, Reno nine one one is that that's not the improv one right that's the one that's actually <laughs> oh Brook Brook something Brooklyn yeah Brooklyn nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the the captain on there is kind of that whole like socially inept because he's just like no emotion, no anything. <laughs> we just do what we need to do and do it, and and then you know starts to starts to get like you're already starting to get. I want to be a better person, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to do it in the most awkward way possible. I was surprised at how many of these characters are straight from the comics. Uh, there are two characters from the main cast that were created just for the show. Uh, they're the two characters played by black actors. So Danielle Brooks playing Leota Adebayo and Chukuri Iwuji playing Clemson Mern are both created just for the show. And thank God, because the show needs them. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I was surprised because I felt like it's a very um, – like it, it's trying to be very anti peacemaker, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's does not a very diverse cast at all. No, and I feel like I was a little worried after the first episode because in the first episode, I'm like, okay, and this I I fully recognize that this you know everyone has their individual sort of like. Uh, breaking points or limits. And this is just mine where I'm a little bit, I think I've reached my, my limit or my quota with like cis white guy creators 
making stuff about cis white guys. <laughs> like I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I realized that almost everything else that I'm watching is not that. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting and it's good. And there's a lot out there. One of the things that I didn't talk about that Rosie and I recently watched when we were covering weekly geekery, because it's not really geekery is the HBO show. I will destroy you. I may destroy you, which came out last year and was highly talked about. And I didn't get to it. And it's freaking amazing. And that one about, and like devastating, um, oh God, how do, how do I, oh, it's a mini series. It's only mm-hmm. one season, but I don't know that it's, um, anything's planned for further. It tells a self-contained story. It's, it's created by Michaela Cole, who was in Chewing Gum, who also created and started in Chewing Gum, which is amazing. Um, and, uh, it's a, oh, it's about. A w- it's about sexual assault. Okay. And it is um, brutal. And uh, I don't want to get into it more than that. Uh, <laughs> because this is kind of coming out of nowhere for our listeners in the middle of a, you know, talk about geek discussion about peacemakers. So, but anyway, I, I, I'm just, I'm just bringing that up as to say that there's just a lot of great, diverse, interesting media out there shows mm-hmm. to consume and I find that the only times that I'm really watching, a, you know, a white dude uh, about a white dude is with geek stuff, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So, so I do appreciate the show's awareness and James Gunn's awareness about that and like trying to mix it up. But I was definitely aware in the first episode of Peacemaker that, okay, we're watching uh, you know, we're we're watching a scene between two clear qu- queer black women. Great, written by <laughs> a cis white guy. You know what I mean? It's almost it's almost like, oh, what what do we have to give you in order to justify continuing to hire? You know, to get, giving these showrunner positions to cis white guys. Now, don't get me wrong. James Gunn is super good at what he does. He's very successful. I get why he's been given this you know, opportunity to make the show, but it does still feel kind of like everything around Peacemaker is almost like trying to justify having a show about Peacemaker. Right. Well, I mean, yes, because I mean, the whole point of, of what it feels like the point of this is, is to take a character that is not likable at all. Cause he's just everything wrong (laughs) he's Mm -hmm. everything wrong with america right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. and trying to make him relatable which when you say it that way sounds horrible and why would we want to do that but i think they are kind of presenting him as a character who is going to grow and change and they show you where he's coming from and why he's the way he is yes and i think that is definitely it's a fair way of looking at it. It's not it's not going and saying this point of view is just wrong or or just for for no reason it's wrong and it's it's bad. It's like, well, no, this person has been kind of groomed to be this way. And this well, is the problem with this is this is how it is propagated. 
And I will say they're doing a good job of it. It's a, it's an enjoyable show. The yeah. things that I like about this show outweigh the things that I don't like about this show. Yeah. But I also have to say it's understandable what, while you know you do you do describe it as a fair way to go about it. It's understandable why people can be fatigued with this because you know what we're getting now. It's like for forever. It seems like we just got stories about these guys. Yeah. And now, rather than getting stories about someone else, we're getting, you know, now that we've recognized how terrible sometimes these guys can be, instead we're getting the redemption story of these guys. And it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I get that if you're if you're a white liberal person, white progressive person in the United States today, you are probably in in some at some point point in the process of trying to redeem yourself in some way or redeem your own concept of your whiteness and yourself and oh crap I you know I'm I'm cringy or I've done these things and I'm learning and I'm trying to be better and that's great but as a non-white person I don't always want to sit there and watch you do that you know what I mean like no, I, I, I totally get I've, that I I've totally already that. gone through the part where you know it's shitty <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah yeah no I why, get it so it's like, you know, and then having these, like, all these ancillary characters that are people of color that are trying to diversify this cast, or women even, you know, trying to diversify this cast, which is still propping up this story about the, you know, this redemption of the, of this terrible person. And so, and it's like, we're, 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 the part of the point of the show is for us to feel some empathy for this person. And it's like, I get it, but, but for me... I'm at a point where, you know, y'all go and do that on your own time, white America. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm no, glad, I totally get that. I'm I totally that get that. I'm glad that you're doing it, but I'm interested in other stories and other people at this point. And I will say, again, kudos to Peacemaker for winning me over. And by the third episode, which I think was excellent, I'm like, fuck, I want to watch this. This is good. Like, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's the best thing, honestly, that I could say about this show. Um, yeah. What, what are, what are some things that you, why did it, why are you in on this show? Well, I'm, I'm in on this show because, I feel like unlike a lot of DC stuff right now, it's is trying to be more than a it it's making fun of it of of what all of the the Snyder stuff has been up till now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's basically going and saying, Hi, we're fully aware that this has not been a successful franchise. So <laughs> we're just gonna lean into the fact that this is a terrible character and that we are going to try and kind of bring him around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because the, the the people we tend to associate with the Snyder fans tend to be more of the um, peacemaker types than not, <laughs> or see themselves <laughs> that way as not, I kind of see it as kind of going, let's see if we can bring some of them along on this journey <laughs> and yeah. make them realize that this is not the, the only way to be. Um, and so I think that's part of the, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying everybody else being fully aware of this character's shortcomings mm-hmm. and watching the character go, Oh crap, that's me. That's, Dude, that's a problem. John Cena 
is very watchable. So good. He's so good. Yeah, he's great at making fun of himself. And he does it in almost everything that he stars in. There's some element of him, like a self-awareness, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, which definitely goes a long way. Because I'm telling you, like, the second episode was tough for me because we got very little of the other characters. And it was just like, ugh, like, I get it. It's kind of funny. But it's also, like, I'm fatigued at this point by watching. It's just him being cringy for 45 minutes. It really is. It's just him being cringy. It's like watching an entire movie about Michael Scott. Like, it's not not good. The, The action and the fighting definitely helped because it's so well done it's it's mm-hmm. uh uh james gunn knows how to put in like like keep the audience off uh, like on their toes you know there's mm-hmm. lots of unexpected shit that happens at the end of the first episode dude when he activates his helmet <laughs> holy <laughs> shit that was awesome yeah <laughs> it, it just, yeah I love the way they're handling the mystery of like Project Butterfly. What the fuck is it? And then the payoff at the end of the third episode, you're like, oh my God, this is on a whole nother level. Now, is this is this like a storyline from the comics? Like this is this a is this a thing? Because I know like the the star the star dude was Starro. Like, Starro is like his name is Starro, people like the yeah, fact that he's in a movie is amazing. Star um, Conqueror, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. But like, is this a is this a storyline? Rob, <laughs> come in, Star Rob. The, I think Star of the Conqueror was the first villain that the JLA fought. I think that's why they got together is to fight Star of the Conqueror, and it's like a Silver yeah. Age, Silver Age goofiness. Which, yeah, you're right. James Gunn is excellent at embracing these the comic book goofiness and and i read an interview that he did where he said the approach that he takes and and it it was an interview he was giving about the intro to this show which went viral because it's hilarious and awesome but i don't know i only needed to see it once i was like oh no i don't need to keep watching that yeah no it's no but but he says it's something completely goofy that he is taking completely seriously Right. And that is where a lot of the humor comes from. Yeah. But okay, so back to the so and this this is where Rob may have to weigh in. Is this butterfly project butterfly thing a storyline from one of the comic books? Are these characters being created for this specifically? Like do we know? We I don't know. I and none of none of that came up in any of the research that I did. So I just assumed they were making it for the show. Um but I love how in the beginning he's like, this these code names are quite literal. Like Project Starro was like literally like a star yeah. alien. <laughs> yeah. Project Butterfly, what is it? Like, and they're like, no, don't worry, we're not gonna, we can't tell you. Don't worry about it, you know? And then it's at the end, he's like, oh, fuck. butterfly flies out of his face. <laughs> yeah, so good. I was like, shoot it, kill it. <laughs> right? Kill it with fire. Why are you just staring at it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so well done. Such a good idea. I love the way they tease out the mystery though. Like, I think that was really well done the way this show is slowly revealing itself. And to hear then that there's something crazy like involved in episode eight, I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's very, very cool. Um, my favorite, who's your favorite character so far? Ooh. Um, it's tough to say because it's so early. Um, I really am enjoying 
knowing that this, the new person, the person who's, you know, the kind of the cipher for the audience who we get to see everything through the eyes of, who's so awkward. Uh, and can't <laughs> stop herself from talking when she knows she needs to stop talking. Also happens to be Amanda Waller's daughter. Which is just weird. It's awesome, but it's amazing. Like, like, did you see her in the la- this last episode where um, they're like, it's not like we kill people willy-nilly like Amanda Waller. And then she and like, looks over. She kind of like, like, looks over <laughs> like, what? What'd you just say? <laughs> I want more. I almost wish that she was the main character. I know that, you know, given the, the dynamics and the, the financials of how stuff is made these days, that probably couldn't be done where the P- John Cena's Peacemaker character is a supporting character. But I almost wish the show was her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's got definitely got the most depth. Through, well, we're aware of the most depth. Yeah, yeah. I also am really enjoying um gosh, it's tough to say. Like uh, everyone's ev- they give it everyone something to do. Everyone already has a a deeper layer to them sort of. Yeah. Like Jennifer Holland's character, uh Amelia Harcourt, Agent Harcourt. I very quickly, it's like, oh, okay, she's this character, but there's something about the way they're playing her that just, I don't know. It makes it better. <laughs> yeah. She's not standard, badass, cold soldier woman, but even that is a, is a gimmick where the badass cold soldier woman has a softer side, but it's not, they're not, I don't know. They're not, but it's not, it. yeah, yes, it's not, that's not it. <laughs> so so yeah i don't know who who are you gravitating towards so far eagly <laughs> the fucking cgi eagle job. i absolutely love that thing like it's so ridiculous and so <laughs> stupid it makes me happy every time it's on screen like like it like as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's going to be dumb. And now it's like, I where where's Eagly? Like, why is Eagly not flying in here and saving the day? I don't understand. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, why are we even watching this if he's not on screen? I, I will say that if they were going to pick a character out of the Suicide Squad to do a show on, I would have picked Ratcatcher. Yeah, because she seems like she's got a lot of... Like, there's backstory there. Oh, completely. Like, what is that character and what the powers and even the legacy? Like, her dad was the first Ratcatcher. She's Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. And we do get from this show that, you know, first it kind of seems like, oh, Peacemaker is a title that he inherited from his father. Mm-hmm. And his father was a racist-ass version of Peacemaker, even more terrible than the Peacemaker we get introduced to. Right. And that's, like you said, that's kind of where he comes from. Uh, But then we learn that his father might be the main villain of the show, probably is, because he's this other super racist character called the White Knight, literally from the comic books. Yeah. Which I was not aware of. That I knew. That I I, I recognized. I didn't know that that's the direction we were going with the character, right. but I did. I had heard of that character before. Right. Um, who's the actor who plays him? Because he's basically made his career playing horrible white people. That's Pat- Robert Patrick. He uh, first came on the scene, I think, at least in a major way, as the villain in Terminator Two. Oh, oh my God! God, yeah, we're we're old, dude. He was also in Fire in the Sky. 
Remember that movie about alien abduction that came out in the nineties fire in the sky. He was, yeah. in that. he was yeah. also obviously in X files. Wow. Remember wow. that We're, he took over. I, he was one of the agents that took over when they couldn't hold on to, to uh, David Duchovny any, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I'm going back to, I'm going back to Terminator and going, oh, but like, no, that was, he was young and now he's not. But I just did. We were young, and now we're not. <laughs> I just did a, a deep dive off the top of my head on Robert Patrick. I didn't realize I knew so much about that dude. <laughs> uh, his his brother is also the lead. Was also the lead singer of a rock band in the '90s that was fairly popular. They they their major hit was the song "Hey Man, Nice Shot." Dude, I I know way too much about this. <laughs> what did we just see him in last though? He was just in something like really recently. Um, what was it? Like I mean, like last year. Like I saw him in something last year. Um. Oh my god! I just saw a picture of him twenty years ago. <laughs> god, we're old. It's just not right. Um. The last Goliath rushed the protege, but Josiah saw no man oh, of God. Fuck was it? No, it's he nothing. was in The Walking Dead. That's, I forgot about that. I think that's what it was. Was it The Walking Dead? Yeah, I don't recognize. Wow, he's in a lot of shit that I do not recognize. Oh, oh. I, I there here's something that it, it wasn't the recent thing that I was talking about, but he also played uh, Johnny Cash's dad in uh, Walk the Line. Oh, okay, I remember him. The, the hor- like you're right, a horrible white man, alcoholic, abusive father. Yes, like that's uh, what he's like. That's what he's become recently. Yeah, yeah he's basically playing the same character in a. <laughs> oh, he was in another John Cena thing, The Marine, I guess, from 2006. Um. Probably also playing a similar version. Yeah, probably, yes. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's well cast though. He's menacing as fuck. He's yeah. He's he he's chilling when he like steers into the camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. At the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, so yeah. I mean, what other? I feel like I need to point out that um, I think the music is terrible for this show. It's. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but every time they cue up a song, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> but it's supposed to be the point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it is they're purposely the making those choices. They spend a whole bunch of time on how horrible his tastes are. Yeah, but a lot of people are like, oh, the music is great. It's so good. I'm like, no, it's not. No. I get the choice <laughs> bad on purpose. Being bad on purpose doesn't save you from being bad. It's still bad. Right, um, right, right. I think that uh, oh, more about you know the the music, which obviously has a, a major role to play in the intro that is so popular. That intro apparently is his idea taken is James Gunn's idea taken from the movie Super. Remember the movie Super? No, with Rain Wilson. Are you serious? Oh God, Rob is dying right now. I know he's brought it up before on a podcast of ours. Joe, look up Super. You need to watch Super. Okay. It is probably hasn't aged well in terms of the like edge lordy humor that got James Gunn into trouble in the first place, right? Got him fired and rehired by the uh-huh. MCU. Uh-huh. Um, Super is like a completely inappropriate 
2010 superhero movie starring Rain Wilson, who's Dwight from The Office, and starring Elliot Page, um, a young Elliot Page. And uh, oof, it is cringeworthy and inappropriate and perverse and definitely rated R. A black comedy superhero film is how it's described. And maybe all of the comedy hasn't aged very well, but that movie is fucking bonkers. You should check that out. Okay. So for the movie Super, uh, I guess the intro was an animated dance sequence by all the characters. Uh And so he sort of took that idea and did a live version of it for this show. Gotcha. Uh, Which, you know, again, really ridiculous things, but being treated with absolute seriousness is James Gunn's whole, like, you know, humor. Um, And I think that he does nail the tone pretty well. Like, you know, it's a James Gunn thing because he does that so well, where in in the first three episodes of this show, something is funny, something is ridiculous, something is cringe, something is violent and serious and threatening – all in 40 minutes of an episode. Right. And I, yeah, I know because that is hard to do. I like, I like the, the, um, kind of the, the intro that he gets with the, the janitor in the hospital. He's like, I don't know who, I don't know who your, your superhero is, dude. I don't, Oh wait, you're the racist one. Like, and it like, I, I love the fact that that's how they start because it's like telling the audience we know what we know this character. Like yeah. we're not pretending that this character is not what this character is. We're yes. just going to try and make him better by the end. Looking back now, that could also be a reference to his when his dad was that was the peacemaker. Right, right. Because it sounds like it was a lot, a worse. lot worse. <laughs> a lot like. Because because John Cena's peacemaker is just ignorant. Like he just he just doesn't know any better. Which yeah, you know, is not an excuse, but it's still like you totally like you look at Dad and you look at him and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, New Rockstars pointed out that the show starts very similar to how the Suicide Squad movie starts with uh, a zoom in on a mop, someone mopping in a facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how we're introduced to the characters there, including Peacemaker, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Uh, new episodes every Thursday. We'll probably you know, we're probably gonna you know touch on the Peacemaker in future episodes in Weekly Geekery. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see what the, where the fuck this goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just in this last episode started being okay with Vigilante because he was just pissing me off up until this episode, and now Same. that he's like a little bit more fully developed, I'm like, okay, I get it. Same, yeah. Um, Gun James Gunn is currently in talks to develop more television stuff for DC, which thank God DC needs wins like this so badly Mm -hmm. so bad Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i guess it's gonna be the animated stuff and the hbo max stuff that is going to kind of be the saving grace for this universe 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still feeling like <laughs> burn it down, start it over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's currently shooting Guardians of the Galaxy three. Very excited about that. Have yeah. no idea what that's going to be about, other than I like. Is it, I'm assuming it's going to be like where the hell is Gamora? <laughs> he's also um confirmed that immediately after shooting guardians of the galaxy three while he still has everyone together we are going to be shooting the holiday special right right and we have committed as a as a geekitude <laughs> family we have all committed to watching before that comes out um the star wars holiday special to which it is going to definitely be a parody of yeah um and Last thing I'll mention uh, that I found super interesting in, in my research for this episode. Apparently, this show and what we're seeing unfold with the with the plot and and the technology of of the butterfly, whatever they are, the, the alien race, is setting up the Beetle Show, the Blue Beetle Show. Oh, yeah, that'll be I, interesting and fun. And I'd kill to hear Rob. <laughs> talk more about that because he knows the Beatle character way better than either of us do. And apparently that character has been recently rebooted in DC comics um, according to this alien technology. And so okay. that apparently is going to be where this show, like where that jump, that, that plot point of this show jumps off into the Beatles show, which I thought was pretty cool. That, yeah, that, that would be cool. I, if you had told me that I was going to start watching DC <laughs> movie spinoff series, like Disney plus type stuff, I'd be like, mm, probably not, probably not. But if it's still of this quality, um, sure. I'll give it a try. It's yeah. it's cause this is, this is fun. This, this is ridiculously yeah. enjoyable. Like it shouldn't be this good. Do you have any like theories going forward for this show? Cause I feel like, Agent Mern, there's uh, going to be a lot more. Like, there's something about the way one he survived that explosion. Uh huh. When they're trying to get into, you know, you know, into the basement, and then after the other two walk through, he sort of gets up in a weird way. And I was like, oh shit, is he a fucking butterfly too? Like, he hasn't really. He hasn't said yet why they're doing this and right. what this all means. And I'm like, is he a fucking alien? What the fuck is well, going he on? He might be. If he is, then I'm I'm, I'm putting my, my money on he's the Martian Manhunter. That's what I'm doing. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, if they're going to go, if they're going to go, with, if they're going to make him an alien, that better be the direction that they go. Because come on. Because Martian Manhunter is a shapeshifter. Yep. Hmm. That that would be that would be what I would do. Oh my god, that's the more I think. At first, I was like, Joe, why you always got to jump the shark like that? But the more I think about it, that would be so good. Yeah, because I mean, it, you you want like it's a big character that really nobody knows. Like nobody knows the March Man. Oh my god, if this is the reveal in episode eight, and you called it now, oh. oh. All kudos <laughs> to you. I will be insufferable. <laughs> As I will you should parade, be. I will parade that around for years. <laughs> oh, dude. Anything else? Uh, I mean, I, I, 
I don't know. If, I hope they make this interesting, but I definitely feel we're getting like a romance between Harcourt and Peacemaker. I'm okay with that never happening, though. Right? Me too. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like she should be like, I think him having a very good friend who is a woman is a healthy thing to portray on television. Oh, good point. Good point. And not the not the lesbian. Right. Let's not go that direction because right. yes, they can still be friends too, but let's let the hot blonde woman yeah. be the friend of the buff white guy and right. show that that is indeed possible. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, but no, I of course they're not going to do that. I agree with you. Uh, uh, I hope they give what's his name? Uh, the bearded guy, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, economist. I hope they, I don't know, either less of his character or do something else with it. Give us another wrinkle soon. Yeah, because he's, well, I think he's supposed to be the, oh my God, I just saw the spelling of his name. <laughs> E-C-O-N-O-M-O-S. Economist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Anyway, no, I think he's supposed to be the like geek in the basement character mm. that Snyder fans can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interestingly in the intro features just about everybody that comes out in the show, mm-hmm. but they're all not part of the full cat. They're not all like permanent cast members. A couple of the people in the intro only make a couple of appearances and we don't see them again. So, you know, like don't take the, seeing them in the intro as a sign of their importance or whether or not they're going to stick around. So true to true to James Gunn's usual, you know, fucking ruthlessness. I, I hope we get a couple of surprising deaths out of nowhere. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure <laughs> we will. Which is perfectly fine. Like I at this, I have like I'm enjoying this, but I am not at all like invested in this character in a right. way that it's like, you better not do X. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not true. You better not kill Eagly. Everybody else can go, <laughs> but that bird better stay. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Same. I was really worried something bad was going to happen to Eagly in the explosion. And I, yeah, me too. And I, I would have been like, it would have been an easy way to get rid of that character. So you didn't have to worry about the CGI Eagle anymore, right. but I'm glad they didn't go that direction. Same, same. Cool, man. <laughs> All right. I gotta say, this is a weird thing to cover on here. This is what? so not what we normally like. This is both anybody who looked at this show and our podcast was like, yeah, this is not a show they're going to cover. I, why not though? Because I will say this, we're, we're, you know, we may seem like we're all in for Marvel, but we are very honest. And when we say that we want better things for DC, like Mm -hmm. we don't, we're not just out to crap on DC all the time. It's just, we can't help it if it's crappy. So if it's good, we're like, cheering it on like hell yeah this is great what a pleasant surprise oh yeah absolutely i just just when you think of it as the (laughs) the racist white guy superhero (laughs) like this is certainly not the way people i think would expect us to cover it yeah well this is about (laughs) as good a version of that story as you could do i think to this point 
Yeah, you know, yeah, like they're I doing, said, they're doing a pretty decent job of something that just shouldn't be doable. <laughs> yeah, even it's it's won me over despite myself, you know, and I still have my reservations and we'll see how it goes. But definitely the more of the team stuff, the better. Like I just no more like solo missions for Peacemaker. That was just so ugh. like I need to see everybody involved. Yeah, because he needs he needs to be reined in by his his peeps. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So if my calculations are correct, the next episode should be going out on the thirtieth, and we will be talking about X Men, the very first movie from two thousand. Yes. Okay. Stoked. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. So, um, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound. is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows, such as the geek to geek podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Farming Simulated, As the Dress Roll, and Sometimes Rob, and I keep forgetting about Will's, I didn't put it in here, it's the, it's, he's got a podcast, and I don't have anything open that's going to tell me what that podcast's name is. <laughs> you did this last time, too. You did, did. <laughs> you did this. Will, but you I'm sorry. It. You I found did, it last time. Been, but it's been scrolled up so far. So far away. So, um... <laughs> Well, so sorry. I will look it up after this show and make sure it's in there. But welcome to the team. Um, also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bama Shocks, Toidal Power, Gein, and Nixie. And make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? You can find me at RayVargas3 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can check out my new website in the works at RayVargas3.com. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Thanks. All right, folks. That's it for us this week. We'll see you in two weeks with an episode on the X-Men. But until then, remember this week, keep it geek. Keep it geek.